everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining and Merry Christmas. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark students, Miss Ellen Kendrick. Hi. Ellen, I'm so glad you're here. You are 15. Yes. Is that right? I want to know, Ellen, in your 15 years of life, what are some of the best Christmas gifts you've ever received? The trips. So we went to Big trips. Bend and okay. Yellowstone. Big Bend and Yellowstone as a family? Yes. So that was like, instead of a bunch of presents, you got to go on a trip. Yes. That's cool. That's so fun. My parents always talked about doing that growing up, but then we never actually did. So I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you got to do it. My dad would always say, maybe we'll do a ski trip this year. And then we Those never— Those are fun. Those are fun? Yes. See, yeah, you know, we went on one ski trip. It wasn't over Christmas, though. It was— I don't know, spring break or something like that. (laughs) But uh, Ellen, we met today, and this is about as much as I know about you. You're 15, you're a freshman in high school, you're a cheerleader, and you've gone on some cool trips. And in just a second, you're going to talk to us about Revelation 7, which as we were getting ready to press record, you were telling me you were a little nervous (laughs) at first, right? Yes. Um, But before we dive in, I want to know— How did you come to know Jesus? So I grew up in a Christian family. I've had parents who've loved me my entire life. And before I accepted Christ, I like kept secrets from my parents. Mm. When I accepted Christ, it changed my life completely because I viewed things differently. I act differently. I was more open. I wasn't scared of hiding. I wasn't Mm. like with my small group. I was really open with that too. To confess sin or share what's going on in your life. Um, Easier. Things started to connect in my brain. It was like, oh, I have Christ now. I I can lean on Him instead of leaning on my own understanding, mm. which was like a struggle for me. Yeah, I was like that. Oh, I can carry myself. I can hold myself accountable. And sometimes I didn't. Um, but when I got to know Christ, everything changed. I leaned on Him. I leaned on my small group. I leaned on my parents, my siblings too. So— and then life now, it's like I do struggle with some things to this very day. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I do lie, but I think about like, I just lied. I'm like, mm. I do not feel good about this. Yeah, you get So then I it. just like, I don't like this lying. So then mm. I confess that I lied. And then. God's at work in your heart, Ellen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited to hear from you. I know you have some awesome ob- observations from Revelation 7. You were telling me when you saw that you were assigned Revelation, you were a little freaked out. Yes. What you tell? <laughs> share with everybody what you thought. Um, when my dad first came and said, "We're doing a podcast on Revelation 7s, so I was like, uh, a little scared, a little iffy about it. And then when I started reading it, I was like, I actually kind of understand this. Like, it isn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. So, which is cool. And and I think that's because you have the same. Holy Spirit, as John did when he wrote it, which is awesome. So take it away. What are some Um, of those observations? In Revelation 7, 9, it says, Before the Lamb clothed in white robes, the palm trees of their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our Lord, who sits in the throne, and to the Lamb. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was reading that, I was like, I started thinking because I just didn't really understand that at first. And then when I read over and over and I started reading verses before that and after, it makes you think differently of where our salvation belongs to, like who it belongs to. 
So that was one thing that really popped out to me. So let me recap that for you. You're reading this chapter, and you get to verse 9, and you see, and vice, verses 9 and 10, mm-hmm. and you see this description of all of these people coming from all different nations, uh, and they speak different languages, and they're standing before the Lamb, they're standing before Jesus, and they're crying out, worshiping Him, and that shifted your perspective yeah, in some way. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We all have, like, different backgrounds, and reading this is, like, we can all get to know the same God. Mm. That was just, like, really, wow. Yeah, we can all come from all different upbringings, have all different experiences in life, but yet we can personally know the God of the universe. Yes. Crazy. What else? What else did you notice? Verse 17, it really conflicted me. So I'm going to read it. Yeah, read Um, read it for us. For the lamb in the mist— of the throne will be their shepherd and their guide to them to the living water, and God will wipe every tear away from their eyes. When I was reading that, I got to thinking of like the comparison of the lamb and the shepherd and how like it compares to God and Christ. The lamb is Jesus and then the shepherd is God. Like that that's what I thought of when I heard the lamb and shepherd, and then how they guide us to the living spring of water. And that got me thinking of the lady in the well and how you can drink like the living water mm. of Christ, which is getting to know him and growing in a life in him. And then— Hang on. Before you move on, that's a really great <laughs> connection. So what you just did there is great Bible study method. So you looked at this verse and you're like, living water. I've, I've heard that before. Who's, who said that? And you <laughs> thought back to John 4 and you're like, oh— Jesus did. And who is the lamb? Oh, that's that's Jesus. And he's God, but he's also our our shepherd. And what you just did there is a great way to interpret scripture. Well, we've said on this podcast before, I didn't invent this. Somebody else smart said it, but they said, <laughs> you always let scripture interpret scripture. And that's what you at 15 <laughs> yes. just just modeled for us. And I think it's great because it proves Revelation isn't that scary. <laughs> yes. if, if you can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So thank you. You're Keep welcome. going. Keep going. Um, and then the end of that, that says, God will wipe every tear away from your eyes. That was like, that was eye-opening. Like when you accept him and when you grow in a relationship with Christ, yeah, things will still be hard, but like, once you reach that eternal life with Christ, it's peaceful, very, very peaceful. And you won't have any pain. It's like all the pain goes away. It's it's reassuring. It's comforting. Yes, it is. It's, it's almost, I would say, anchoring mm-hmm. that when we're in the midst of stressful times or when we're grieved because we want to lie or make a bad choice, we can be reminded, hey, the struggles I face today aren't forever, but in the meantime— I can trust that Jesus is going to lead me toward living water. Yeah? Yes. So everything that I got from that was um, we should share the gospel more. Like, I know I struggle with it. Like, so at school, I don't really share the gospel with people. Mm. I do act a different way. I do. Your actions maybe reflect Jesus. Yes. But you, yes. your words haven't caught up to them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like depending on where I am. Like, so if I'm at school, I act like a Christian follower. I mm-hmm. don't cuss. I— I'm respectful to my teachers. I do what's right when nobody's watching. But then something this past summer that happened at Dallas Experience before um, starting Shoreline, 
we went to South Dallas, the camp, the Watermark campus over there, and working with those kids from this apartment, that was like, I never knew sharing gospel would be so easy hmm. with just those kids. With other kids. Who've been through hard times, like yeah. it's harder than all most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so sharing gospel with them and kids who have had really hard times in life, sharing like the gospel with them was really like, I want to do this more often. I want to mm. grow towards that. Yeah, because that's the call in our lives as believers, that we would go and make disciples of all nations. And that's where obedience to that call leads us to this chapter where you see all these people from all different parts of the city of Dallas mm-hmm. even coming together and worshiping Jesus, which is a cool picture to think about what what God's up to when we follow his commands and obey him. Ellen, thanks for being here. I'm encouraged and I'm confident our listeners are going to be encouraged when they hear this. And as always, I am so glad we're all in this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.